the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, man, I am fired up. We've got writer, director, David Helling of the new movie, His Only Son. I want to brag about this movie, brag about this accomplishment, but let's first just say hi to David. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's it. Thank you for having me on, brother. Um, man. I'm just already encouraged talking to you so far. I'm so glad. What what an accomplishment, David. Um, you have made a feature film that's going to be in 1,800 theaters. And I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. I don't, I, I can't even fathom that. But you've made a beautiful film. If this is your first feature film, how in the heck did you accomplish this? It's beautifully done, beautifully directed, written and acted. So way to go, man. Tell us anything about it. I'm just fired up. Yeah, it's not a, it's not, I didn't do it. It's the Lord 100%. And, and, and your excitement and you saying like, yeah, cause I stand back. I'm like, okay, how did this happen? Even the 1800 screens, it's like, how did this happen? Because, uh, so, you know, cause my heart, um, you know, I mean, this, this has been, this is the culmination so far of a decade and a half long journey. Um, wow. I've been working on this film for five and a half years. Um, but my heart for the biblical narrative started about a decade and a half ago, whenever I was a Marine in Iraq and, uh, and the Lord got a hold of my heart. Um, by God's grace, I had taken my study Bible with me, um, out wow. there. And I, even though I wasn't really reading the Bible consistently and, yeah. um, and I kind of like had just kind of laxed in my own faith, but I felt convicted. I was like, well, maybe I should bring my Bible. And I just started to get convicted about sin in my life and, and not reading it. And I, and I dove in. Wow. And I saw the depth of my own sin. I saw my eyes open to the truth of the gospel of what it really means that yeah. Christ died for your sins, like mm. what that all entails. And, uh, and it just, and, and I, I fell in love with his word. His word came alive. Yeah. It was no longer just words on a page. It was real people. And I wanted to show mm. other people. Others that don't that didn't read their Bible that don't read their Bible like I didn't um, yeah. that these are real people this is real history and the Lord's plan of redemption He's been writing since before the beginning and mm-hmm. to show this to people in a film format I thought hey mm-hmm. if I do these biblical films people can watch this and be drawn to the Word for themselves and have their eyes opened by God's grace to the truth of the gospel and so um, so yeah so that began once I once I ended my enlistment. I uh 
prayerfully, uh, me and my wife were praying about direction. The Lord opened up every door to go to, to San Francisco, to the Academy wow. of Art University. So I started my biblical film journey there, of wow. all places, and just began to teach myself how to sew costumes and do visual effects. What? I teach that in film school. <laughs> but I had to teach myself that to do all these biblical little short films, these biblical little vignettes for yeah. pretty much no money and out of my own pocket. And I did that wow. for nearly a decade, doing all these little wow. biblical shorts and um, never did I did I know that the Lord was honing these crafts and these skills in me that I would then need to incorporate in my first feature due to budget constraints. So like when when I rolled into his only son five and a half years ago, yeah. after I began writing it, um, it, it became quickly apparent that I was going to need to sew most of the costumes myself. <laughs> so I ended up sewing most of the costumes myself. We ended up shooting. We were supposed to shoot oh in the gosh. fall. Of uh yeah, so we we're actually amazing. supposed to start shooting in the uh well hold on we're not oh. done yet but the uh we uh so we were actually supposed to start shooting in the fall of uh November December 2018 and 2018. Uh, we had to get pushed 2018 yeah so because um just to give you perspective because everyone yeah. I'm sure is familiar with the chosen like the chosen began filming season one in November December 2018 and Dallas and I were actually in. LA the same week casting for our respective projects. I, I I've been friends with Dallas for a number of years, even before the Good. chosen. Yeah. And so to watch this grow and grow and grow into something, the chosen grow into something, right. this global phenomenon and nothing was happening with his only son. It's like, okay, I guess the Lord didn't want this to happen or, or you know, it's like, right. And then I just had to lay my pride down. I even told Dallas, I was like, brother, I've had to check my pride. And, and, you know, if, it was the point where I had to come to the resolve that if the Lord never has this thing happen and the people that he wants to touch with it have already been touched through just even the script, yeah. um, then praise the Lord anyway. And I need to pray for Dallas and for Amanda and for their their ministry okay. in, in David, The Chosen. Time um, out. I have to say something. I mean, you literally put your baby on the altar at that point. I mean, the, mm. the movie, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. putting Isaac yeah, up it. there and saying, well, God, I guess if that's it, that's it, right? I mean, that's what yeah. it sounds like um, to me, David. Well, and, and, and that, so, yeah, that's that really, pride. I, I mean, that, put, I didn't put that together, actually. I didn't put that together, but you saying that, um, but that, that's not, that's, don't let that, don't puff me up. Don't let that be me yeah. puffing myself up. That's no, no, all no, by God's no, grace no, that, that no. comes about, right? No, I um, think that that's desire. You have so many amazing stories here. Like we don't just have Abraham and Isaac and Sarah. I mean, that's that's one. We we have Jesus as well and God's only son. But we also yeah. have your story. And I mean, to me, it looks like I mean you can pray about it and think about it, but at that point when you had to say I'm laying my pride aside. I mean, here is Dallas and the chosen is really like picking up momentum. And uh, I mean, it seems to me like you did have to put it up on the altar, which if that's true, as you reflect about it, that's pretty crazy parallel that God was also doing that for you, man. That's to me, yeah. that's wild. Well, I mean, I, I didn't see it in that aspect of, yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. I've been living Abraham's life in other aspects of my okay. life as far as going through this. Um, but okay. yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting there as well. Um, <laughs> but so going back whenever we, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, shot please. the film in the yeah. summer of 2019. Um, so that's when we actually shot it. 
And from that moment on, I've been having to work on the edit. And I moved my wife and daughter and I moved back to Texas um, from California. And because uh, I was in California for almost 15 years. And, okay. uh, and we moved back to Texas. Where and, in Texas, just uh, for my people, I'm where in, are you? I'm in Southeast Texas. So I'm just north of Beaumont, actually. Um, yeah. So about 90 minutes east of Houston. Yeah. And uh, right now, and uh, so this is where I went to high school. And so we okay. moved back because I knew I, I wouldn't be getting paid to work on the edit and the visual effects and all that kind of wow. stuff. So I'd have to be doing that all on my own and freelancing on the side. So I knew I was going to take a drastic pay cut. So wow. we came back to be near family. And then, uh, and then from that point on, I started working on the edit. Got the film cut, and then at about January 2020, I began to work on the visual effects um, of the film. And there's actually over 325 visual effects shots, and that includes making all these little like 24 different model tents and little styrofoam models of like the walls of Hebron, and then filming them on green screen and putting them in the background, filming all the fire that's in the movie because there's a lot of campfire and stuff that we couldn't shoot in California. So I'd film the fire elements here and then put them into the shots and in visual effects. And so when the world stopped, uh, like with COVID, I mean, it didn't really stop too much here in Texas. But when right. when everything like I mean, I, I lost work for like a year because that was because all the corporate clients like just stopped having work done because everything closed for like nearly wow. a year with COVID. And and uh, but it gave me the time to polish and polish and polish this film, which is a wow. very humble budget film. Um, you know, uh, Angel Studios, they informed me um, because they had me they had me record a message that's going to be in front of the film in theaters. But they informed oh, cool. me that the that the that the average the average theatrical release is actually 50 million dollars, the budget of an average theatrical release. OK, but the hard cost budget, the hard cost budget of his only son was less than a quarter of a million dollars. So because I had to <laughs> because yeah. Uh, wow, and because, that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh so because of that low budget, oh I had gosh. to polish and polish and polish and polish. And I've spent the years, it's been almost four years since we shot this film. Yeah. And it's been needing to be polished and 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 you know smoothed over and the color finessed and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then finally, once it was a finished film, Angel Studios saw it just like last fall, and they were like, they saw a trailer for it, and they said, "Can we see a screener for this?" And they said, "We believe this would be perfect for chosen audiences, like because if people love the chosen, yeah. they're gonna absolutely love this." Yeah. And um and so they saw the screener. And they put it in front of uh, it's called their guild. It's like a it's like tens of thousands of their investors into their projects. And okay. it came out with one of the biggest and highest scores of any project that's ever gone before the guild ever. And they said, this thing needs to be wow. an Easter theatrical. And when they told me that, I was like, man, that's something I was praying about while I was writing the film, like praying and be like, this would be amazing as an Easter theatrical. And I told my producer, I was like, this would be perfect as an Easter theatrical. But Having a low budget film like this, that's just like a total pipe dream. But yeah. I was praying for that anyway. I, I'd be praying, yeah. like literally, actually, even in this in my office right here, yeah. praying right here on this couch. Even like going back the over the years of working on this, praying that the Lord would have this be a wide theatrical and it would go around the world and it would go so wide that it would only be explained. By the fact that the Lord himself mm. did it. That's the only explanation. And yeah. um, and it's crazy mm. to have a prayer wow. um, answer that explicitly. 
Because <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's crazy. 1,800 theaters, and we're talking about a movie that you made for less than a quarter of an – I want to make sure I got that right. I mean, like, we're talking about yes. under $250,000 is my math brain. Yeah, the hard hard cost. So the hard cost, yeah, because you look at hard cost and soft cost, but the hard cost, that's actually money spent. You know, soft cost is like hours spent that you didn't get paid for. So okay. I think a true budget of a film is actually broken down with the soft costs in mind. But the hard cost, like the cash money that we right. actually had to spend, was less than a quarter of a million dollars. Wow, that is so, phenomenal, man. This does yeah. not look like a quarter of a million dollar movie in <laughs> any respect, man. You have pulled it off all that time and everything. You saying that. Yeah. yeah, you've made a less than a million dollar film look you know, every theatrical and cinematic thing you need it to be. So that's amazing, man. That's five loaves and two fish. That's Gideon. And his <laughs> yeah, that's soldiers. right. Amen. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of Gideon. We've been studying that with coaches that I do Bible studies with uh, here in Texas also. And I was just thinking about mm. Gideon when he had 22,000 soldiers and then 10,000 and God's like, no, that's too much. You know, we got to get it to 300. So everybody knows that I did this. And as you're talking Amen. about, you know, that's what it Amen. sounds like here. So, all right, look, you're a Marine or you were a Marine. Uh, when I think well, about once a Marine, always a Marine. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, but when I think about what a story your story is of becoming, you know, close to Christ again or whatever um, over in the in the desert there. And I think about then God's call to get you to share films to help the Bible to come to life. And then I think, OK, Marine, I think like. All right, now you are a Marine because I would think like, oh, I would go with David, you know, that, I mean, that's, there's just, it's so easy to tell that story. I mean, come on. Or Joshua even, I mean, that hadn't been done too much. I mean, here's a soldier, here's a Marine at heart, um, but you tackle like a Marine would, like a difficult, you know, this is uh, troubling for so many people. Like, how could God ask Abraham to do this? How did you decide of all the narratives that you could have chosen that this was the one to bring to life, Abraham and Isaac and Sarah? Yeah, well, because the reason why you just said, um, you know, mm. I've, I've tackled, I've tackled other biblical accounts in, in my history of doing short films. I'm sorry, I haven't seen those. Feet. So yeah, sorry about that. Well, that's okay. Good. Those. It's better. Of, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're humble. They're humble. But I mean, hey, I did, I did what I could. I mean, I've done like, you know, um, Adam and Eve, you know, it's called the fall of man. That short film okay. been like very, very, um, big on YouTube, but like Adam okay. and Eve, Christ and Satan in the wilderness. Um, like that's called Christ tempted Christ okay. on the road to Emmaus. Um, oh, the nativ- cool. I tackled a nativity called a uh, prelude to the King. That's a nativity oh. short that I did. Okay. Um, it actually came out the same time as Dallas Jenkins put out the shepherd, which became the whole thing. So there's literally, there's a whole lot of parallels between me yeah. and Dallas, except yeah. I'm definitely the, the mini version. Cause I'm only five foot eight and he's like seven foot nine. No, he's he is at least, five. he's at least uh, seven foot yeah. 11. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, <met him>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Every time I, every time I see him, I'm like, do you keep getting taller, man? <laughs> Um, but it's like, um, uh, you know, I gotta like get a step stool to give the guy a hug, but, um, but anyway, no, the, um, where was I talking about? The, oh the yeah. The why Abraham like the and this, yeah, yeah. 
Because some yeah. people even would have done like, okay, well, I've done a short of Walk to Emmaus, I'll develop it. Or I've done a short of, you know, Adam and Eve, okay, I'll develop it and make it a big story. Yeah. So you chose Abraham and Isaac. So yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so I mean, well, my times, like I said, I went to film school in, in downtown San Francisco. And so okay. I, I've, I've got a lot of friends that are agnostic, atheist, you know, non-believers. Yeah. And yeah. it seemed time and time again when you're having gospel conversations mm. or when you're having conversations about my own faith, it's it's it, that is a major point of contention over and over again that they'll present. They'll be like, OK, you worship a God that would tell a man to sacrifice his own son. Mm. No, thank you. Don't want to hear it. Goodbye. Mm. And wow. um, and so it's like, OK, well, what do we do with that on one hand? And on the other hand, it seemed like I have a lot of non-believing, I mean, a lot of believing friends, brothers and sisters in the Lord that don't know how to answer that question. Like, it is That's a good. sticky subject. How do you explain, OK, the Lord did this because of blah. And yeah. so I wanted to dig into the text. I wanted to properly exegete the text, pull out what the Lord is doing in it, and then look yeah. at the whole counsel of God as you see all throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, what he was pointing at in pulling this man out of paganism, saying, I'm going to give you a land, and I'm going to give you a nation. And then mm-hmm. but before I do, I'm giving you this memorial stone of sorts in Isaac on the altar of, of mm-hmm. you laying your only son down on Mount Moriah after this three-day journey, three days of Essentially, mm. your son being dead to you, and you mm. lay him down on the altar on Mount Moriah so that that account will echo through the generations for 2,000 years until I lay my only son down on the altar, on the, yeah. on, on the cross, on the same hill uh, for the sins wow. of all those who believe. So, so that's what I wanted to, 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 to shine a light on and be like, hey, look, the Lord had a clear purpose in this. Here's what it is. Yeah. Um, and so it can be an answer to the scoffers and it can be a tool of, 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 an, of a defense for believers that they could then take to their non-believing friends and family. Wow, that is really, really cool. Well, let me ask you something. You're probably going to say no, but uh, have any of your friends that are skeptics or agnostic, have they happened to be able to screen the movie and give, give you their opinion or anything yet? Or they got to wait until well, March 31 too? Um, <laughs> there are uh, agnostics that have have seen it, non-believers that have seen it yeah. um, of different walks of life, different different yeah. um, uh, shades of of non-believers that have seen it, and I am astounded by their reaction. There's actually a, a really? non-believing friend, a, a, a agnostic friend that saw it um, when I was screening it uh, a couple weeks ago on in a big screen on on the big oh, screen. Come so on, what was that like? Person. Okay, All right. and that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was his first. Well, I've seen so members of, of Angel who's distributing the film. Yeah. They after seeing it screened on on their laptop or whatever, yeah. watching their TV at home. Um, they then seeing it on the big screen, they said this film should not be seen on a tablet or a phone or a laptop. This film is meant to be a big screen presentation. And yeah. they said it was a totally different experience. And I was like, wow, like that is because they were a little worried. They were like, oh, you know, this is the budget going to hold up on the big screen. And they said, no, actually, it's better on the big screen mm. than it is on your on on a small right. screen. And awesome. uh, super encouraging to hear that. Yes. But, but anyway, yeah. so after this screening, um, as a friend of mine, who is a uh, who's a non-believer? He's an agnostic, yeah. and um, but he's a huge film buff. I mean, he loves film. Mm. And um, then this was just a couple of weeks ago, and he, he yeah. sees the film. He he came and watched the film while we were watching in this um, 
we were watching it to to make sure all the color was good and stuff yeah. the theatrical presentation and uh afterwards he said that is easily in my top 20 favorite films of all time and this guy's a huge film oh, yeah buff, like no i get big it. big film connoisseur and for him to say that he said he said i've never he said i've always had an issue with this text he said in this shot it makes me think of it in a totally different way and um and actually he ended up posting on facebook about it, like shared the trailer and everything and talked what? about like how much he loved the film and I'm just like, wow. And there was like a, another another fella who happened to be, um, I know, in, in, uh, when we were screening, because I've screened this film over the years a number of times. Okay. One um, who was a, uh, a non, uh, well, a, a non messianic Jewish person. So he's like a secular Jew, yeah. uh, just, you know, Jewish heritage. Yeah. Um, and he just had, he just had tears streaming down his face after watching the film. And so you see the way that, it's already working in the hearts of people and it hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see what it does on broad because it's not just coming out in 1800 screens across the United States. It's also on the same day going to be in Australia, New Zealand, Canada. The next week, April 6th, it's going to come out in <gasps> Lebanon in theaters. What? So it's going to be in the Middle East right during Ramadan, <sighs> you know, which, which is, which is their, their month of fasting that then yeah. ends with the feast of Eid where Muslims around the world commemorate Abraham laying Ishmael on the altar. Um, and wow. so they're all being mindful of this. And th- the overlap of, of Easter, Passover, and Ramadan only happens once every 30 years because Ramadan appears all different times of the year. Okay. Um, but supposedly, I've been told that, that it only happens once every 30 years. And so what? it is a for such a time as this moment that this film, like they've already got Angel. Angel already has the film dubbed in Portuguese. So it's going to be going to Brazil. Brazil. So working yeah. on the Spanish dub to go to Spanish dubbing uh, to, to 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 go to Spanish uh, territories. Uh, it's far beyond anything I can ask. To Seriously, say. that's what's happening. My mind is blown, man. This is incredible, David. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, I've got at least two big questions. One is just, and this is a little bit of a shift, just towards the casting, which I thought was really a brilliant choice. It seems like this movie is like a hundred and ten percent David Helling. So, see, I mean, it seems like that was all your decision. This is before Angel comes on board and everything. Talk to yeah. us about the casting, why you did it. Uh, you found these great. Well, tell us about the casting. Yeah, well, you know, so I did. I was the casting director as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't like during the production. We had a great team, you know, um, sure. during the during the main production of the film, and and I had from even pre production on through through today. My producing partner Roman Medinov, he's been with me every step of the way, and okay. um, and actually, whenever I so I was a casting d- director, quote unquote. Essentially, I just built all the casting breakdowns, and they submitted online. And then I would pick which ones I want to have audition. And then Roman and I would drive down to Los Angeles and we'd go and sit in the room and he'd, he'd read with the, with the actor or whatever. Yeah. And then I would like record it or watch the, watch the take. So yeah. he was definitely my right-hand man all, all the way through. I mean, him and I, even scouting the locations, we were out like yeah. two road warriors out in the desert, you know, <laughs> be like, look at those rocks over there. Let's go check that out. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, with the casting man, like could not have been, blessed with better casting um like one of the one of the first people that we cast was sarah saeed as sarah um she's she's persian she's from she's from iran um and uh and she just came in auditioned and blew the whole thing out of the water and she walked out and roman and i were like well that was sarah uh and then uh idan moskowitz uh who plays isaac 
he actually, both of his parents immigrated to Los Angeles from Israel. So he is literally a descendant of Isaac. So that was, that was like wow. spot on casting there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Nicola Mallet, who, I mean, he's the key role. He is Abraham in yeah. the film. Um, that was after a long, I mean, I had looked at over 1700 different applicants over all these different casting breakdown sites for the role of Abraham. No one fit the bill. Wow. And so Roman comes in, comes in one, one, uh, the one day, this is in the fall of 2018. He's like, look, if we don't have this film cast by the end of the week, we're going to have to push the film. And so I just immediately, I started praying. I was like, Lord, you know who Abraham is. You know who you want to play mm. Abraham. You know who you've declared to play Abraham. Mm -hmm. Please show me who this person is. And then, uh, and so wow. I went to IMDb and I just started looking at actors, like scrolling through actors, a Middle yeah. Eastern actors. You can put in like Middle Eastern and an age range. Yeah. Find, I, I find like six guys. I'm like, oh, I like his face. I like his face. I yeah. like his face. And I send the list to, to Roman and I was like, hey, I was like, can you email these guys and ask for them to give me a read? And so he emails them out. Nicola gets back to uh, to Roman. He emails back and he's like, oh, I'd love to play this role. He's like, I read my Bible every day. And like he's like from Lebanon and turns out he's like one of the biggest TV stars in the Middle East. And he has never he had never at the time he had never done an English language film or an American film. Wow. And um, and so it was just like uh, it was like, OK, so he sends his his audition on his phone, like just in his apartment in Beirut. Yeah. And uh, and he's wow. like um, and and he. When he reads, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is exactly syllable for syllable, intonation for intonation, even like how he moved his hands, his pauses. Everything was exactly like I envisioned it when I wrote the script. And I said, crazy. This, I said, we need to cast him right now. And so I get on the phone call with him, and it turns out like he had just after procrastinating for months and months and months, he had literally just made his IMDb page the day before Roman reached out to him. And, uh, and he was like, I thought this was a joke when it came in. And I was like, are you kidding me? But he was like, that's what the Lord does. He holds back. He wow. holds back. He holds back. Just in this film going out. I mean, yeah. when we shot this film, I was like, oh, we'll sell, we'll, we'll, we'll try to sell this film at AFM. That's the American film market that happens every fall um, yeah. in Santa Monica. I was okay. like, we'll, we'll try to sell this film in the, uh, in AFM 2019. <laughs> and here we are, 2023, <laughs> and the film's just coming out. And it's like the yeah. Lord just holds you back, holds you back, holds you back. He gets you up against the Red Sea mm. so that you can watch mm. him work. He waits until Lazarus is dead for four days, and he's probably mm. already bloated and stinking, which mm -hmm. we know that was the case because they're like, oh, right. don't move the stones away. It's going to be already stinking. Um, right. Uh, so that he can show that he is the God of the impossible. The Valley of Dry Bones were very dry. And can these bones live? You, Lord, know. Um, yes. and so it's that time and time again. Um, yeah. it's just, you see this, how the Lord works in this. And it's yeah. like, oh, man, he alone gets the glory. Wow, that is incredible, David. Man, this is so exciting. It just seems like this is the kind of movie that movies get made about like telling all the incredible things that happen in the backstory <laughs> and all the perseverance and the things that you went through and the times I would imagine that you just thought, Hey, never mind," or your back was totally up against the wall. Um, we're having such an exciting, like uptime. So you, if you don't want to answer this question right now, I know this, then we'll just like shift away from it. But I know this also was a, dark at times for you trying to get this done do you want to speak about that and what god showed you through that or or we want to stay up here well, I'll, I'll, 
<laughs> well, I'll still stay up here and speak yeah. about it. How about that? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the uh, yeah, my life um, since I took on even writing this film five and a half years ago, it's I entered into the darkest season of my life, and like it was like year after year, every year I'd pass me. Like, well, that was the hardest year of my life, and then the next year would come. It's like, well, that was the hardest year of my life, and it just seemed like supernaturally dark. Yeah. supernatural opposition from every front and um wow. and literally my life since i took on writing this film my life turned upside down and completely lit on fire and in, in a lot of cases it still is on fire right now mm. um but but i never knew when i started writing the film that the message in the film and even the dialogue i mean there's a lot of scripture in the film i mean that's what it's 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 based on you have the sure. bones of scripture and you don't sure. want to put those bones out of joint. You just put a little flesh on the bones using other parts yep. of scripture and other things we know about culture right. and stuff. Um, but I never knew how much the message of the film would be ministering to my heart as I'm editing it and like in tears as I'm editing yeah. it for the years that I've been meditating on this and yeah. just to think on, and this is what, how the, the, the film is ministered to me. And I hope that people take this away from the film as well is to see the decades that Abraham had to wait on the Lord mm. for Isaac. And then that journey of going forward with Isaac to sacrifice him and knowing that the Lord has made these promises. Mm. Um, mm. But he, he there, you know, he definitely wouldn't have been able to make sense of it. It says in Hebrews 11 that, you know, believing that God had the power to raise the dead by faith, he laid down his only begotten son. Um, right. But, but, you know, in any time you obey, anytime we're called yeah. to obey the Lord, we're at least in a war with our own flesh, much less the principalities and powers in the heavenlies. So right. there, it's not like this, like, I'm going to <laughs> kill my son. You know, it's not like this, like, you know, this march. I mean, if, right, if Christ, right. the God man, in, yep. God in the flesh is, is having that Gethsemane moment. And oh, he yes. is altogether not one sin, completely the spotless lamb of God, right. then how can we expect Abraham to go boldly? Oh, yes, I'm going to. Right. No, no, he had to have been it's battling good. with that. And then to think, to be reminded of that in our darkest hour, when yeah. the pain is the absolute thickest and the suffering seems like it'll never end and you can't even feel that the Lord is present and you can't feel that he even hears your voice, your your prayers, you you still can hold on to the fact that if we are Christ, when we are in Christ, if we are his, he is working all things together for our good. Yes. If we're called by him, if we are or if we love him and we're called according to his purpose, right? Right. So that Romans 828 truth that we have, but to know that that we that Christ promised us tribulation. Um, and, yep. and Paul promised Timothy, all who, who desire to live godly will suffer persecution, mm -hmm. he says in 2 Timothy 3. That's to be right. reminded of that, that, that the Lord gives us these trials in these dark period of time so that the world can see Christ with us in the fire, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. So to meditate on that and to be reminded of that is no matter how hard it gets, if you're mm. in Christ, mm. he's got a purpose in it. He mm. disciplines those whom he loves. And it's why for the peaceable fruit of righteousness, that fruit of righteousness is to be lived out to point others to Christ in this time, in this earth. So if you're going through a hard time, mm -hmm. 
and he's giving you that fruit of righteousness. It does the fruit of righteousness isn't about heaven because we're glorified. We we are we are like him when we we're, we're glorified right. in 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 heaven. The peaceful fruit of righteousness is the the equipping that we have to live for him, for kingdom purpose, for gospel purpose, for that commission work um, yeah. here on earth now. So. To be reminded of that, that's a long-winded answer. So no, it's a great, it's a great <laughs> answer, man. Yeah. You're, you're preaching, but, uh, and and we like it. Okay, well, to be re- reminded of that, that's something that I took away. Um, you know, because Abraham, he was promised a land, and he was promised a nation. Yeah, he got Isaac in accord. You know, as, as that promise. Obviously, he had six other sons with Keturah, I believe. Um, but the uh, after Sarah died. Um, mm, mm. but, uh, but he, he, he essentially had the one son of promise Yeah. after he was promised he'd have descendants as numerous as the stars. He was promised a land. Um, and, uh, and, and the only land he had by the time he died was enough to bury him and Sarah. Whoa. So the fulfillment of, his, of the promise, but yet his faith still stood one. Cause we know that his faith wasn't his own because faith is a gift, yeah. but his faith still stood. Um, and yeah, so we can go boldly with confidence of yeah. seeing our older brother in the faith, the father of our faith, Abraham, yeah. um, how yeah. he trekked and how the Lord was with him there. The Lord is with us now. Yeah. Wow. That is uh man, that is really, really powerful. So is that what sustained you during the hardest times of this? Uh, I mean, what was it just going back to God again and again and looking at all the things that you just shared with us? Was it your wife? Was it, I mean, how did you just keep going? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's essentially, you know, the word, the word, the word, and whether okay. it's being reminded to me by, you know, brothers and sisters in the Lord, or if it's being yeah. meditated on in, in, yeah. in sermons from sound teachers, um, yeah. You know, that's that's how we are sanctified. Right. Christ yeah. prays in, in his high priestly prayer. Father, sanctify them by your truth. Yeah. Your word is truth. That's how we're right. sanctified. Right. So um, meditating on the word, you know, trying to doggedly mm. press in, mm. which is what we're called to do. That's how the kingdom of heaven is. It's, it's, it's you are pressing in. It is the mm. narrow way. That's mm. not my strength. That's only yeah. by God's grace. Yeah. Um. But that's that's what gets you through, and that's what you can get any of us through. It's, it's you have to hold on to what you know, yeah. right? It's um that you may First John that whole epistle is so that you may know, right, and that you may know that you're His, because yeah. when you don't feel it, you still have to walk forward, and it's what you know that gets you through it. Mm. The truth of God, hold on to it. Yes, that's good, man. That's that's so good. That's so good. All right, uh, I'll wrap up so you can get to your next interview. But the movie is <laughs> his only son, and I'll leave you like a closing remark of anything you want to tell people. So just get ready for that. This is in eighteen hundred theaters um, in America, and then going globally, and everything that Angel Studios is preparing for this. Unbelievable. Obviously, David, we're seeing God at work. And uh, we're mm. we're going to be praying and we're going to be going to the theater and we're going to be taking our Please. friends and yes. and get out there. Um, but his only son, very beautiful, beautiful, beautifully directed. Unbelievable that you pulled this off on less than a quarter million dollar budget. Um, it really looks like, I, you know, I don't know, movie 
the numbers enough. I don't know if it looks like a $20 million movie or $50 million movie. I just know it looks great. And oh, uh, man, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. And you have, you've done a great job. So um, we're going to be praying for you. A- any last Please, thoughts or um, man, just a- any last well, yeah, thoughts you want to leave us with? That's what I would say is one, obviously get your tickets at angel.com slash sun. S O N. Angel.com slash sun. You get okay. your tickets there. Type in your zip code to show you what theaters are, are playing. At. But please, yeah, um, come and see it, uh, especially first weekend. That is that is the, yeah. the okay. you know, that first week is yeah. what really matters. Press uh, filling the theater. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it really, it, it helps the longevity of the project. Um, take your friends and your family. Um, you know, cause I know Easter time, we often try to invite our neighbors and friends to church. Right. Yeah. Um, and there might be some that might be averse to wanting to come to church, but, right. uh, but the movies it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a softer step as well for sure to this yeah. and then let the, and let the Lord guide your discussion as you follow, uh, as you, um, as you, as you come out of the theater. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but on that note, Please be praying about this mm. film. Uh, please be praying about the hearts of those that will see the film. It is going out around the world, yeah. and I cannot wait this to see what the Lord does. This is the whole point of why I, when I left the Marine Corps to do biblical films, it was to draw others to the word. This, yeah. is, this is eternal work. This isn't about entertainment. Hopefully it does entertain, but this is about eternal work and eternal lives and, and tr- eternal trajectory changing in the hearts of men. Yeah. So pray for that regard, that the hearts would be soft, that they receive the gospel, that people would be encouraged and such. We're coming out of such a dark period of time as a nation right. and as a world right now. Right. I don't know if we're coming out of it, but we have, we are right. in a dark time. We've been in a dark time. <laughs> right, uh, right. But, uh, but yeah, so pray, um, pray for the gospel witness of this film. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting, David, man. Thanks for all the hard work, all the tears, the good tears, the hard tears, the sweat, the creativity that God has given you. And, and really number one, I mean, your, your passion for God's word is we're talking just comes through loud and clear and your passion and vision for bringing it to film to, you know, help open the eyes and hearts of people that are believers, but also the unbelievers. Is, is just a beautiful thing. So it's real exciting. I'm going to close real short today. Usually I carry on a little bit and preach, but but you got preaching. So I'll just say this. We're very bold ministries out of 2 Corinthians 3.12, just because the Apostle Paul was kind of like David, just a man of vision and just a, a man of heart, wanted to take God's word, wanted to take Jesus wherever he could. And, and he did it and he was persecuted and he persevered and, and did amazing things, as you know. But he kept considering the greatness of God, what Jesus has done, what God has done. That's what allowed him to be very bold. And you, David Helling, are very bold. And the scripture, and this is how we'll close off, is Second uh, Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope we are very bold very bold radio and podcast with your host steve teal bringing encouragement through god's word and through inspiring interviews go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.